0: Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the hour of truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaine.
1: Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, brought to you on the third Tuesday monthly from 1 to 2 p.m. Aetherius Radio Live is hosted by the wonderful Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. They always have an amazing show prepared with wonderful topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, and more. They invite you to discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary Master of Yoga and world-renowned medium Dr. George King between 1954 and 1997. So without further ado, I give you your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thank you, Courtney, you very
0: much. Courtney. Very much. Mm. Hi, Chrissy.
1: <laughs> Hello, Richard.
2: Nice to uh, speak to you again.
0: <laughs> and, and you uh, too.
2: <laughs> Hello to everybody around the world. Courtney was telling me how, you know, this show is quite popular, so uh, thanks, everybody, for listening.
0: Thank you. And yeah. uh,
2: I I know Richard is going to give uh, a brief kind of recap of previous shows to put this show, the Cosmic Masters uh study class on the six adepts into uh, perspective, if you may be listening for the first time. And um, before we do that, I'd just like to uh, say that, you know, for thousands of years, we've all gone about humanity for the most part anyway, our everyday lives, completely ignorant, ignorant, sorry, ignorant and unaware of the absolutely, you know, titanic forces around us. And on the one hand, there are forces of darkness very real, who have succeeded over the years in creating wars on the surface of this planet and pitting man against man and creating a society so that it can become a trap and using their tremendous skills to take away our freedom. And most people would not even consider this is real, but it's absolutely true. And um, on the other hand, though, thank goodness for us, there are forces of light who sacrifice themselves tremendously and suffer on our behalf, because their motivation is not power, as the dark forces, but their motivation is love. And we can think of, through the centuries, the Master Jesus, the Lord Buddha, His Eminence, Sir George King, the Lord Babaji, and many more. And today we're going to talk about six um, interplanetary adepts you may not have heard of, the six adepts. And uh, the worst thing to me is that most people are not even aware, let alone give thanks for these great ones. So today we want to speak to you in this important show about these ones. So please listen with an open mind. And if you're listening for the first time, and I don't believe it's by chance if you are, because this topic is just too important. So I'm handing over to uh, Richard Lawrence, who will refresh us on previous shows. And uh, we're going to move into the kind of meat of this show after that.
0: Thank you very much, Chrissy, and thank you for that introduction. And yes, we have been leading up to this. Uh, Two shows ago uh, in in December, we spoke about what we called enlightened pacifism uh, and the fact that to be really uh, enlightened, if you really are going all the way for enlightenment, uh, you would have to be pacifistic in terms of the kind of wars that are fought on the physical realms of Earth. Uh, which are not karmic battles, shall we say, but wars that are fought between powers for materialistic gain, uh, and so on. Now, this isn't to say that everybody on earth should be a pacifist. We went into that. It would entirely depend what your role and what your position was in life. But the truly enlightened person will not engage in such conduct because they are used, as Chrissy explained there, by dark forces to recruit, in fact, Uh, people to their uh, armies in lower realms we often talk and spiritual groups often talk about higher realms but it's also vital and i don't think we can even understand life on this earth if we don't recognize there are also lower realms and very few people have spoken about this very few people do and it's something we have to face if we want to be really uh, not only knowledgeable, if, but if we want to be spiritual fighters, or fighters, should we say, for spirituality, which is really what we need to be in this day and age. It's not like times that have gone past. And then we spoke uh, last month about recognizing the dark forces in our world, how to recognize them, and how we can fight them, not with weapons, uh, material weapons, but with truth, and with light, and with the violet flame, And and we refer to that uh, great transmission, Fight Ye the Evil by Mars Sector 6, and to From Free Will to Freedom by the Master Etherius. And all these, of course, if if you're new to us today, are available on podcasts. uh, You can go to Body Mind Radio, of course, and listen to those if you're interested. But we're now moving on, as Chrissy said, to beings much higher than we are on this physical world, Uh, beings who do engage in spiritual conflict spiritual battles but these are not the kind of wars that are fought on this earth these are wars fought under karmic direction if you like using spiritual methods um, and they can be devastating methods if necessary but nevertheless completely within the karmic law at the right time for the betterment of not only our world but all those That they may be engaged in fighting and this I'm afraid is something which is very little understood and we hope to scratch the surface of and that's all we can do in our uh, monthly program today and our our topic is actually the six adepts heroes of our age because it was revealed through Dr. King as primary terrestrial mental channel that there are in particular six and of those three and we'll go into this in more detail who are in the most acute condition who have fought uh, major battles and fought them not here in the physical plane but in uh, the lower realms which is where unfortunately the the dark powers come it's not by chance that we have the sort of conflicts we have that we have never-ending wars and we're always told this is the last one and this will sort it and it never does it goes on and on and if, nor is it by chance that we have, I think it's the figure that's been quoted recently by Oxfam, is 90%, or we're heading towards 90%, owning less of the wealth than the other 10%. The distribution of wealth and power uh, is, is not balanced, it's not compassionate, it's not right, and this, this is controlled by forces, but the root of their power base isn't here in the physical world, it's in lower realms, and that's where these six adepts had to go to fight these battles. So Chrissy, I think what we perhaps could do is start by going through a text called The Three Saviors Are Here, uh, which was delivered in 1967 by the Master Jesus. Would you, uh, and of course preceded by another one, by Saint Gouling, uh, one of his greatest speeches, I think, by Saint Gouling. Would you like to introduce that uh, and, and start us off with that, Chrissy?
2: Oh, certainly that would be my honor, yes. It's um, absolutely fantastic uh, transmissions here. So the first one, as you say, St. Guling um, is a prominent member of the spiritual hierarchy of earth and delivers this transmission. Now at this time, the being you knew as the Master Jesus will speak again and give another blessing to the world. Sit still. Close eyes and feel the release of power, which will be apparent to you as this blessing is given.
0: I think I should just so say that that, that I think I should just say there, Chrissy, if I may, that that reference Ooh. to another blessing, of course, it, me is is in con- the context of the twelve blessings which we have been through, of course, on Etherius Radio Live, and this is the next blessing, really, after that given by the Master Jesus.
2: Thank you. So important is this blessing that in future it will become one of your prayers to be performed at your services like the others. The Master Jesus has chosen a very strategic time to give this blessing, as you will soon hear for yourselves. Great forces are about to clash. Stupendous forces of darkness are preparing to bring about conditions on the surface of this world too horrible to contemplate. On the other hand, other forces have dedicated themselves to your protection. Very shortly, these forces must clash in mortal combat, and the prize of this combat is all humanoid life upon Earth.
0: Yes, I I think we should perhaps pause there and just say that there there is a tendency, which we've remarked on before, for people to think that great spiritual events, great miraculous events, are things which happened either in the distant past or are yet to come in the future. I mean, there are people who are quite happy to believe, for example, in the parting of the Red Seas. I know a lot of people don't, but there are people who do, who yet wouldn't believe much if it happened you know, in in London or or in Michigan or in somewhere else. And this is really not right because the period we're going through now, and Chrissy knows a lot about astrology and can confirm this better, but the period with the age we're in, if you like, from a Hindu perspective, is known as the age of Kali Yuga, the age of great conflict. And, of course, the Bible, particularly the book of Revelations, prophesies the coming Armageddon, and a bitter clash between the forces of darkness and the powers of light, there are many other prophecies that this is going to happen. If you look at the surface of this earth and the dangers which have never existed before, at least since uh, civilizations like Atlantis and so on, early ones, um, you can see this is in the most extraordinary time we have ever lived through. In known history, and obviously, this is the time, and this is the very thing here that Saint Guling is talking about. It, it, was, it was happening now, and this was in 1967, and this was given just prior to one of these great clashes, uh, which was referred to, I in, say, in the Bible as Armageddon. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Chrissie.
2: Well, thank you very much. It's very good points. Um, I think the nature of most people really is to wait and see and but it's far better to be prepared and you'll find in these transmissions that we're going to uh discuss that this gives us information an initiation into truth really that prepares us and there's no this is so valuable to know what's coming up to have your eyes completely wide open so that we don't just fall into these traps you know and so um You know, this is invaluable information, even though it was given in 67. You can feel that and have seen how things, as Richard said, are coming to this this point. And to continue with St. Gouling, he says the prophecies are now being fulfilled. And he says, so it is on the verge of this that once again cometh the master of light, Jesus. He cometh even though you murdered him even though you have turned against his word throughout the centuries, even though you have scorned him, and some of your so-called mathematical minds have tried to prove his non-existence, he still comes. This demonstration of compassion is indeed the very essence of spiritual devotion to a cause, and the cause is you. Yeah,
0: I'd like to come in there and just say that uh, Dr. King, even from childhood, uh, could not abide the what happened to the Master Jesus. And it's a strange thing. There are some very devout Christians, and I'm not taking away from that, uh, their sincerity in any way when I say this, who don't seem to regard this awful, his death and the way he died, as a dreadful, dreadful thing um and dr king went even further he didn't fully agree with it he 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 acknowledged that it was absolutely the right of the master jesus to choose his own strategy and this isn't a broadcast about the master jesus but since it's come up uh it's worth saying but he felt that it 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 a and above all else he shouldn't have suffered like that and he he didn't he didn't really believe he should have gone through that And secondly, he felt that it let too much evil in because some of the dark forces who arranged the death of the Master Jesus, which, of course, the Master Jesus could easily have stopped but didn't. He chose to allow it to happen, and that's another lecture as to why. Um, He felt, Dr. King felt, that it allowed at least a false impression to exist of of a victory by the forces of darkness. Of course, then he proved them wrong with his resurrection and so forth. Uh, But uh, he wasn't comfortable with that at all. And he did acknowledge and always respected, and it moved him always, this terrible, terrible death and, and transmutation and miraculous karmic manipulation performed by the Master Jesus.
2: Thank you for explaining that, Richard. Mm -hmm. And the next part of this transmission, St. Guling draws us in, and I will continue. Be ye prepared to work for right, for this is the hour, the hour of the prophecies, the hour of the turning point of evolution, or the hour of the defeat of all which is good and holy upon earth. This is the hour, the hour of light or darkness the hour of truth or lies, the hour when the foundation stones can be laid for the new age, or never can it be built by man upon this planet.
0: Yes, I think we should pause there, actually, if if you don't mind, uh, just say that, of course, this is referring to, to the Armageddon, this battle in the lower astral realms between the forces of light, which are the six adepts, and the dark forces. And he's virtually saying that if this isn't won by the six adepts, then we won't be able to build the new age here. We'll have to build it elsewhere. I mean, that this planet will be uh, uninhabitable, uh, in, in, or certainly not a place where great light could be established because the dark forces will have won, or would have won.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is the crossroad of evolution. It is the beginning of greatness or the beginning of darkness. It is the hour of light or a more stifling blackness than you have ever known before. You stand as helpless children in this hour. It is the hour of the karmic book. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) I was just going to say, I think there is a point that some people may be surprised about this, that it's... It's being put over as though it's not taken as read that the forces of light will win. Yeah. It's one or the yeah. other. In fact, it's a brilliant speech. This it's it's it's, a, it's one of the great speeches, and Saint Guling has given some wonderful transmission. But this must be one of his most wonderful ones, Chrissy. I feel, yeah. um, and and it's a it's a, a real call to arms, spiritual arms, and he's saying, you know, it it, it may or may not work. It's truth or lies, light or darkness. Light or stifling blackness. And it's not taken as read that the forces of light will win. And really, people who are surprised by that only have to look at the world. I mean, things have happened. Mm. Why did the terrible Holocaust happen? That wasn't stopped by God. It couldn't be stopped by God. God is a natural law, uh, or or follows a natural law. Is an aspect of the karmic law. Uh, Or I should say, the karmic law is an aspect of God. And it's us who doesn't do it. It's not God. So this depended not even just on the skill and abilities and powers of the forces of light, but it depended and still does depend because we're not out of the woods totally in terms of dark forces, I'm afraid, as anyone can see, I think, quite easily. Yeah. It yeah. depends on the amount of spiritual energy and karmic manipulation made by good people in numerous yes. ways because that is what the forces of light and that's all they've got to go on. They can't intervene. God itself won't intervene beyond a certain point. And evil does go on. It's going on now. You know, we were doing runs recently, Chrissy, over here, spiritual energy radiator run, for the terrible situation in Nigeria with Boko right. Haram. That's just one thing that I mention of the many These aren't stopped by God or the forces of light beyond a certain point. And that point, it depends on so-called ordinary people doing good things, spiritual things. That light is crucial. That's why I say we have to be a fighter for spirituality in these days.
2: Thank you so much for that, Richard. Yes, it's a very good point you make because so many people say, how could God allow this? And yet, Mm. you know, it's up to us. Um, We have the spark of God within us, and it's up to us, as you say, to. and Mm. St. Guling says, be ye prepared to work for right. And this is what it's all about, and this is the time. This is the hour. Mm -hmm. So I'll continue. It is the hour when the karmic book is written for each and every one of you, when the searchers look deep into your heart, your soul, and your environment, and make their judgment Yes, judgment accordingly. Do you want to comment on that, or shall I continue?
0: Please continue.
2: It is the hour of supreme triumph of all that is glorious, or defeat of the best. The battlefield has been chosen. The armies are taking their terrible position. It is the hour of decision, for hereafter no man can stay on the sidelines. He is either a fighter for spirituality or a slave of the darkest forces in the lowest hells.
0: Yes, that that's the point. I'd, I'd be grateful if we could pause on Chrissy because yes. that statement, I think, we all need to take to heart. Hereafter, that's after this transmission in 1967. Hereafter, no man can stay on the sidelines. He's either a fighter for spirituality. Oh or a slave of the darkest forces in the lowest hells. There's no in-between position. And even the the Great White Brotherhood, as they're called, the Ascended Masters, which is, of course, men and women, we've discussed that uh, in some depth last year with Ascension and so on in the Nine Freedoms, they are fighters for spirituality now. Uh, I'm not saying they haven't been in the past, by the way, but they are regimented, if you like. In this fight, obviously using spiritual methods, obviously using protective devices and defense and wonderful, wonderful love and light beyond our imaginings. But they're still fighters for spirituality as all of us should be in these days and St. Guling spells that out. You're one thing or the other now.
2: That's That's such a huge truth, is it not? Yes. It is. And this continues, this is the hour when the prophecies are either proved right or wrong. Gird well your loins, prepare to stand fast for goodness, so that the light of evolution might remain a burning bright flame and never be extinguished. This is the hour of decision into spiritual action, or the hour of your fall, because the opportunity has been missed.
0: like yeah yeah i mean that's uh this is this isn't comfortable listening i have to say Uh. (laughs) for anyone who's really honest and honorable um on the other hand i think to me anyway it's highly inspiring and and wonderful Mm -hmm. i think it depends how we look at it. it's a bit like karma some people they don't like karma oh god i'm going to get some karma and other people think oh great karma is wonderful it's just it's right. It's helping me to learn. It's all a question of how you look at it, really. But I, but I would like just to remind listeners, Chrissy, of a point that came out last month from the transmission Fight Ye the Evil by Mars Sector 6, this incredible point that he made, and made in that transmission for us. And this is way below the status, of course, of the six adepts. Uh, we're just trying to learn from their example in a, some tiny way. But he did say that when we fight the evil with the weapons of light and the weapons of the violet flame and truth, we are helping the dark forces because we are preventing Mm. their nefarious schemes. If we don't fight, if we take, if you like, a sort of purely uh, pacifistic position towards that kind of interference uh, in terms of not even responding with our spiritual weapons, then we are also allowing them to involve. They're allow- we're allowing them to incur negative karma. It's not real compassion, but That's fighting back is.
2: Mm. Mm. Very interesting point. Thank you, Richard.
0: Mm.
2: So I'd just like to read the last part of this transmission. In this hour, for those who have come to help you in your frightful struggle, comes Jesus again to bless these ones. Listen well. Listen with your very souls for this is your hour, and the opportunity will never be given again so prominently for 287 lives to come as it is now. I go.
0: Yes, I think we should just again underline the stature of St. Kuling when he makes a remark about, say, 287 lives. It's not, yes. you know, this is because he is one of the foremost experts on karma on this earth. Uh, that's something Dr. King told me. Uh, There there are certain things he knows uh, about karma and about to do with this earth and humanity that's quite unique. He has his own um, speciality, if you like, and of course he is known as the keeper of the seal of the the Great White Brotherhood, which means he has certain authority, uh, which is also unique to him as well. So that's just a definite statement for for our education. Uh, We're in a certain situation, and uh, these situations, they come when they come, and we either seize the opportunity or we miss the opportunity.
2: Yes, that just um, also, I think it helps people to see just how important this time is. Mm. And not to be, because one thing people do after they pass on, as you know, Richard, so many times are the regrets the regret no, I regrets know. that they didn't do more spiritual work and i never so want to hear regret. them chrissy
0: anymore <laughs> when some people who've died they come through look you know let's move on now but yes they you're right everybody does pretty much it seems to me but that's a part of the lesson i suppose that we'll all go through
2: yeah i'm sure we will well yes but um, mm. this is the big one. So uh, perhaps we this could um, have our announcements now, Richard, and then resume with good the idea. Jesus transmission after the break. So, good. Let's hand over to our producer, Courtney.
1: Thank you, guys. You're listening to Aetherius Radio Live with hosts Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. And today's topic, Cosmic Masterclass Segment 2, The Six ups, Heroes of Our Age. Special events coming up include... Saturday, February 21st, from 9.30 to 5 p.m., one-day spiritual healing workshop with Gary and Chrissy Blaze. Learn Dr. George King's healing technique in one day in this powerful, intensive workshop. It will be held at the Etheria Society, 3119. 3119- North Campbell Road, Royal Oak, Michigan. Please call 248 to book your place or email Chrissy Blaze at chrissyblaze at com. The admission is $95. On Sunday, March 1st at 11 a.m., Avatars and Gods Who Came to Earth. In this fascinating lecture, Richard Lawrence will look behind the veil of history and reveal the true plan for world salvation and enlightenment. This will be held at the Monastery on Gorton Lane in Manchester. For more information, you can visit Richard's website at richardlawrence.co.uk. Please visit atherius.org for more details, including events in the U.S., Europe, and other parts of the world. And now back to your host, Richard Lawrence. And Chrissy Blaze.
0: Thank you, Courtney.
2: Thank you.
1: So, Richard, uh, shall I go
2: right into this, or do you want to?
0: Please do. No, please carry on. This
2: part, as we thank you. This part, as we heard, is from the Master Jesus Himself. O man, you came as a spark from God through involution. Back to God you goeth, yet you choose the pathway, be it long and easy. ...or short and hard. Blessed are the three adepts... ...who stand between you and your spiritual defeat... ...at this time. Many centuries ago, the wise ones looked into time... ...and there they saw apparently inevitable results... ...brought about by the fall of man. They conferred together allowing the shining oil of sweet compassion to imbue their negotiation. They took into consideration the deep karmic implications of what was to come. Then turned they to three devoted beings and asked of these to give up the bliss of their advanced initiatory status and take gross bodies bound by karma, held by the limitations of man, and come, and live, and breathe, and eat, and pray, and suffer among ye.
0: Well, I think we should probably pause a little moment there, um, and of course we've discussed on Ethereus Radio Live before, the various avatars and gods, and this is, as Courtney said, something I, sh- I shall be speaking on quite a bit over here in March and April and May, uh, starting on March the 1st in Manchester. Um and there's a little bit actually on my website that people might want to look at a clip but through the ages various uh, avatars, gods, uh, incarnations uh, have come from other worlds uh, to help us and they've been born through the wombs of earth women as a karmic manipulation and one could reel off many many such beings Lord Buddha, Laodice, Confucius, Patanjali and so on Master Jesus of course, Sri Krishna of course and many and several others now, this is an occasion where their, uh, how should we put it, not quite gurus, but though the wise ones that they look up to and who direct their actions looked into time and they saw what was going to happen here. They saw the conflict that was coming between the dark forces and they also saw that we were not any way equipped to deal with it. And that's when they turned to these three. Now, these three... Uh, were born on on Earth in physical bodies, uh, and we'll go on to that. They 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 didn't want to. For them, it's hell. Or it's absolute hell. I mean, never mind going to the hell. Just being here is hell for them. It's a true gross limitation compared to the, the, the to their life on the planet they come from. One of these is known in history as Hercules and as Samson. Uh, the other two uh, have come. Uh, one more than the other of the other two. Uh, we don't know their their identities, or we aren't able to reveal their identities. But these three have come, and I think the way they reacted to this request to come is very moving. Mm. And I think I'll leave it to you, to Chrissy, to to read on and describe how they reacted to being asked to come to this hellhole for them on Earth.
2: Thank you, Richard. The three adepts spent no time in consideration. Their souls leapt within them, filled with compassion for a people who were helpless against the might which threatened to crush them, even as a great hammer crushes a lowly stone. And so it was they came, and throughout the years that they have been with you, they have fought your greatest and most important battle
0: yeah i i mean it's so moving that and of course i think we need to explain here the kind what they were up against uh they weren't up against you know a hollywood depiction of the devil if you like or something like this uh they were up against very sophisticated um highly skilled um individuals dark forces if you like uh, on lower realms and you know the other realms higher ones too are physical to the people who are there. It's a different vibration, it's a different level, but they have physical things. And in the lower realms, uh, it, it's it's much more like, uh, I, I don't know, um, perhaps parts of, of certain big cities like New York or London or, or some perhaps more uh, even more depraved areas of various cities on Earth uh, than it is, say, to the sort of depictions you hear about in... Dante, as I'm sure that Dante would be the first to agree. By the way, now Um, Mm. and so on. So this is uh, these are highly developed people with armies, with abilities as well as magic that they were up against, and uh, they have. You know, one of their greatest weapons, I suppose, the dark forces, is that most people on Earth don't believe they exist anyway, which is a great advantage to them, of course. If you want to manipulate people who don't believe in you, it's a lot easier. And, point, and yeah. secondly, they have um, you know, great powers, and, and they are fed with the negative thoughts of people on Earth, I'm afraid. I mean, lots of, we don't have to look very far to see hate, to see cruelty. All of this is food for them, which they can use. And we were just not up to it. And clearly, even the masters, the great and wonderful ascended masters who are on Earth, were not able to take on this particular role that had to be taken on, hence these three came here. They were supplemented by three others later on, uh, two of whom, numbers four and five, are on a higher realm, not limited as they are through earth birth, as it were, uh, but are around the earth. And the other one, a very wonderful, uh, very ancient master who has done as much for us as any master we can think of if not more other than possibly the adepts Um, this is the lord babaji and uh, he joined them too he is a bit more limited than numbers four and five in that he's in an ascended earth body but nevertheless he uh, is much freer than adepts one two and three so there you have the six Adepts—that—that's what they comprise. Lord Babaji becoming later on Adept Number Six.
2: Thank you, Richard. I'll continue. Mm-hmm. Man, without the three adepts, you would have already been lost for a long, long time. Over and over again, these mighty beings came to your rescue when you stood helpless. They fought against tremendous odds for you. When you played in the garden of your simple ease, they sweat blood on your behalf. When you rolled in the pleasant warm sunshine, caring not, they suffered excruciating pain and agony for each and every one of you. Indeed, O God, indeed thrice blessed are these saviors of a whole planetary race.
0: You know, what comes over to me from that, Chrissy, is that these six adepts have something which is very lacking among us on Earth, and that is they have a sense of responsibility. they right. have the ability, but they also take on the responsibility, even though it's really not theirs because they aren't even from this planet, whereas we on earth we don't feel responsible uh we think no. we'll have a good old discussion on some you know chat show or among our friends or in the pub or wherever about everything. We won't do anything about it. We won't take any responsibility. We as a whole, the general populace, I'm not saying everybody, of course not. There are some wonderful people who get involved in issues. But by and large, we think it's the politicians' fault or perhaps big business's fault or perhaps the lazy people who are, you know, it's always got to be someone else and we don't feel it's down to me. And that's the big difference. These six adepts, even though it wasn't down to them or shouldn't have been down to them, they made it down to them.
2: Absolutely. <clears throat> I'll, I'll let you continue. get a little bit
0: of progress here. We aren't going to have time to finish this, Chrissy.
2: Oh, right. Okay. You stood as little helpless children by. Few of you even raised one hand in prayer, never mind your hearts, to help those who suffered for you. And yet again and again and again and again, they stood and faced unbelievable odds on your behalf. For they cared for you. They loved you with a love seldom shown by any other being to any other being. Seven times blessed are the three adepts for their greatness, for their love, for their compassion, for the way they have helped a planetary race to remain sane, for the way that they have broken the bonds of slavery, which, make no doubt about it, would, by now, have bound you tight to your wicked masters. Seven times blessed are each one of these mighty beings for the way that they have, despite your disbelief, despite your scorn. Despite your treatment of them, they have rallied and stood as a barrier between the human race and the depths of hell's hell.
0: I think I should just add that these are highly spiritual, wonderful masters Mm. of great light and tremendous compassion who loathed um, going into the lower astral realms or the hells, never mind fighting there, and when they had to do so, they did it with tremendous compassion, even for their opponents, wherever they possibly could. Uh, this to them was more disgusting by far than it would be to us, probably. Well, definitely. Because they really are truly sensitive uh, to these things, but they still did it. It wasn't that uh, it was easier for them. It was more repellent and disgusting to come across the foul conditions, the wickedness, the sadism uh, that they had to deal with in fighting for us.
2: Thank you, Richard. I'll continue. These are blessed. These are blessed in the minds of the greatest masters in this system. These are blessed in the minds of all good-thinking men. For if there be a man upon earth who does not bless these now, and yet knows of their works. Such a one as this has condemned himself to involution until his eyes be opened through painful experience. Blessed be the three adepts now, for even again they stand between you and hell. It is at this time that those in the darker realms are waiting to spring their trap. For thousands of centuries they have planned this carefully, move by move. Do you know, man, not one single murderous dictator has been put into a position by chance? Conqueror after conqueror has been built by the Dark Ones to act as a recruiting agent upon the physical plane of your world. These have brought around them like wickedness and have taken this back to the lower realms with them and have built the armies of evil there. It has been a plan, cunningly conceived, and you, the pawns in a game to gain a whole humanoid race. Did you know that man?
0: I think there's a very... I'm sorry. Sorry. Finish your sentence, please. Try to read
2: this next line and then... Yes,
0: please, please do, yes.
2: I, Jesus, declare this to be, up till now, the secret of secrets.
0: So that's the secret there that he's talking about the recruiting through wars, through conflicts on the lower astral. So we some people have the idea, for example, that if we go to war, we fight a war and we kill uh, the the bad people as we see it anyway of the opposing army that that's that's solved and conquer them that's the problem solved but actually it isn't the problem solved because those people who've died on both sides who perhaps are filled with hate uh, filled Mm. with uh, passions of a negative kind whipped up possibly uh, from dark sources those people then continue they aren't eliminated they go down and they carry on. And so the only answer is transmutation or change, spiritual change in the end. Um and this is what the Master Jesus there refers to as up till now the secret of secrets.
2: Yes, that's a very good point, and I you mentioned it earlier too, Richard, that um this energy that's created through wars. And so on is almost like food for the dark forces, and this is why they Mm -hmm. keep creating these conflicts and so on. So, Mm -hmm. so important to realize that. And not just wars, but you know, when we always want revenge and all these basic emotions, uh, we are responsible for their effects. Mm -hmm. So, I'll continue. Now they wait for their Armageddon. Their schemes are laid, their plots worked out, their strategy computed. They wait to move, and you stand as a lamb would stand before a hungry lion, helpless, defenseless, wrapped up, involved by your own wrong thought and action, you stand, if you know, quaking, but between you and the others stand three glorious lights, three lights, brilliant lights, lights of strength, lights of power, lights of knowledge and ability gained in the hardest schools of life. Three lights of service. Three lights of God. Yes, three lights of God bearing the swords of karma protected by the armor of their complete spiritual dedication to God's cause.
0: Yes, I think we should remember that. That's a wonderful statement, if I may just interrupt there, Chrissy. Three lights of God bearing the swords of karma, protected by the armor of their complete spiritual dedication to God's cause. And that's the thing that motivates the three, and indeed the six, adepts working for their karmic gods, the karmic lords, if you like, who they report to, and they only operate in accordance with karmic law. They don't go out killing for revenge or for any kind of motivation other than the betterment of humanity and the betterment of the people that they may have to transmute, not kill. Well, it may involve apparent death in the lower realms, but that's only... well, they will die in the lower realms, maybe, but that'll only be if it's in the interest of that soul to be transmuted so that it will reincarnate on this level again which is where it should be so even that is a compassionate act and they will know when they do it that it's the right karmic moment for that soul they won't interfere uh, with their evolution as it were at all it's a completely different type and a very advanced type as i said right at the beginning of this hour this is something we're really only going to be able to scratch the surface of and we've never done this before, really, put this out in this way. And it's, it must sound very strange to a lot of listeners. I completely understand that and recommend you to, to to look in more depth if you're interested at the book The Three Savers Are Here or to contact us. Uh, it does need a lot of explanation. But it is an essential one, and that's why we felt we must include it on A Theorist Radio Live.
2: Yes, thank you, Richard. It's a fantastic book because also at the end... Um, Dr. George King has given a commentary, um, which is, um, you know, very, very detailed and, uh, you know, very interesting commentary. So it's, um, Mm. the three saviors are here. You can pick up from our website, aetherius.org. So I'll continue. Yes. Blessed are the three adepts. These three have done more for the human race upon Earth. Than any other three masters who have ever contacted the human race at any time upon this planet. Shall I continue?
0: Yes, because it, it flows on well from
2: that, I think. In comparison with what they have done for you, my task and the results of what I did were naught, were not even worthy of mention. I, Jesus, whom you murdered, and who rose again to prove to you a great spiritual truth, have made this declaration before my God.
0: That's a a statement of tremendous humility, of Mm. course, um, and as one might expect from the beloved Master Jesus, but it also must be true. And that's something for us to contemplate, I suppose, if one really thinks about it, it must be true because the six adepts have saved a, a planetary race and the Master Jesus uh, brought tremendous salvation w- through his death, as we've explained before, uh, deliberately so, uh, but this is an even greater uh, benefit, as it were, to humanity and only he could say that. It's not really for me to comment on that at all any further, I don't right. think.
2: Right, right thank you I'll continue we're almost at the end of this transmission mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me this is truth indeed indeed blessed are these ones they should always be blessed by each and every one of you never should a day pass but what you bless thee you should devote your whole life in service to these, for by serving them you serve all men and vastly more important than this You serve the karmic gods.
0: That's inspiring. this time, may the
2: great... I'm sorry.
0: I was just going to say, that's a very inspiring thought. Just sorry to interrupt you again, but the fact that we too, by serving them, or their legacy, or their their teaching, or what we know about them, by serving them, uh, we too can then serve the karmic gods. That's quite an amazing thought, really. But But please carry on.
2: Thank you. At this time, may the great spiritual flame of protection surround these three. I bless them with all my heart, with all my soul. I bless them with all my spirit. The Master Jesus intones a mystical mantra of power invocation. I now invoke a power for and on behalf of the three lights. And there is a further intoning of a mystical power mantra which followed blessed are the three adepts for what they are about to do so endeth this blessing O oh, adorable children be strong at this time reach upwards and inwards to the light which shineth there then come outwards dedicated in spiritual service to all and you will never regret
0: May I just say here, Chrissy, before you lead us in the prayer, that uh, if you are able to come to any of our services uh, at any of our centers around the world uh, and attend one of our divine services, Uh, you will no doubt hear us performing the blessing and prayer for the six adepts. We now use six rather than three in the wording, which uh, Dr. King encouraged us to do. (coughs) And you'll understand why, if you you should do. And please feel free to attend one of our services. Uh, You can attend, if you like, as an observer and see how we go about it. And then you'll understand why this additional blessing by the Master Jesus is so important to us. So Chrissy, perhaps you'd like to lead us all now in those who wish to join in anyway, in performing the prayer for the six adepts.
2: Thank you, Richard. So you sit comfortably with your feet flat on the floor, the spine straight, breathing deeply and evenly, preparing for this great spiritual opportunity to offer our gratitude and our love to these wonderful interplanetary adepts raise our hands in the prayer mudra with the palms facing outwards about shoulder height and join mentally with this prayer, or if you know it, please join in with it out loud if you can. O divine and wondrous spirit, O everlasting Lord of supreme hosts, we pray at this time that your unquenchable light, that the power of your compassion illuminates and protects the six adepts in their greatest trial. O oh, divine and wondrous God, may they succeed in their mission. May they save helpless humanity from the monsters which it has created. O oh, mighty God, give us all the strength to stand unflinchingly by the side of thee, so that a spiritual triumph might be born upon earth. O Divine Father of all wondrous creation, we raise our minds to you now, requesting that your power may fall upon the heads and penetrate the hearts of all men, so that they may be stronger in their spiritual purpose, so that they may live and act in the light of God-knowledge Forever and forever.
0: Thank right, you, Chrissy. That beautiful reading.
2: And of that prayer. Be, I just, I'll just close um, the last yes. few lines, shall we? This transmission, yes. Master Jesus. I came at this time to bless the three and to tell you all of these things. May you be guided by your spirit, O oh, little children. Become fully grown by acting upon these things. Then will you go with God.
0: You know, Chrissy, I love that last sentence. Because so many people, they quote from the Bible, and I don't know the exact words of Jesus, you come to me as little children and so on. And I think they like the idea, um, you know, and I'm now talking not about children, but about adults. Children of right. course will come as children and should do. But adults and I think it's a bit of a cop out and I you know, because it means, oh well I'm just a child, I can't this and I can't that sort of attitude. If you're not careful it could you could get it wrong. It's good in a way, it's a certain humility and obviously you're standing before a much more advanced and much vastly older being. But I like this. Our oh, little children become fully grown <laughs> by acting oh, upon these yeah. things. Yeah. And it's almost a very, very wonderful and beautiful way of saying grow up and get going, you know. Yeah,
2: to I, me. I never thought just, of just that. That's just just me.
0: No. <laughs> but I'd, I'd yeah, like to end, actually, with um, a quote from St. Guling. again, for which uh, it was in an answer to a question that he was asked in 1960 uh, when he used to receive questions and answers, and Dr. King was in deep somatic trance, and St. Guling would answer them. And he was asked this question, how can we help the three adepts on our earth planet, our president and all world leaders and also Mr. George King? And this was his answer, St. Guling. How can help three adepts practice 12 blessings 24 hours per day? This will help greatly. <laughs> and I throw that out because that again obviously has to be understood because you can live the 12 blessings. But it's about putting spiritual energy out all the time. That's how we can help. And that was as early as 1960, by the way, years before this transmission. Uh, the three adepts and the six adepts and those who are still among us. I mean, the three adepts, at least one of them, uh, we believe to have left our world and possibly all three by now. Uh, when I say left, I mean physically. doesn't mean they aren't very much among us. But the numbers four and five, we're told, we are told will stay until it's safe for them to go. Number six definitely won't go. He's staying among us, and there are other great adepts among us. So it's still very appropriate um, not only to express our appreciation for what they have done, but to send out this energy uh, by, St. says, doing the 12 blessings. That was before this prayer was given, and certainly now practicing the blessing and prayer for the six adepts. And I, I do apologize, it's an awful lot of very new information to people who aren't familiar with this, but I think it's vital that this is shared, particularly on a program like a Theorist Radio Live. Next time in March, Chrissy, we're going to cover the New Age teachings of the Master Jesus, aren't we? Because it's his actual true birth yes. date on March the 15th, and it will be a very different kind of cosmic master class uh, from this one, um, mm-hmm. talking about his general teachings to us. Not specifically the Twelve Blessings, but I would also add, because since we were last on air, there's a new website, 12blessings.com, that's one, two, uh, I've got that wrong, I beg your pardon, let me correct myself, 12blessings.org, yep, thank right. you, uh, and that's uh, what the figure, 12blessings.org, and you can go there, and you can learn more about the Twelve Blessings, and you can actually join in, uh, there are times on the website, you can see when you can join in, in online services of the twelve blessings, especially if you're alone somewhere uh, not near others, join in with us over weekend. You can get the times from the website and you can really practice with others the twelve blessings.
2: Thank you very much, Richard. Yeah. So um shall we close by handing over to Courtney for the final announcements or do you have any other no, words those, that you'd like to share? No those I think is
0: I don't think I I can add any more than St. Guling's advice to practice 12 blessings 24 hours per day. Yes,
2: yes. yes.
0: Thank you very much, and thank you, Courtney.
2: Yes, thank you very much, Richard, and everybody listening, and Courtney, and um, I hope you'll listen to this show over and over again because there's so much in it, and this really is a very, very important topic for us all. So thank you. Over to Courtney.
1: Thank you guys. You have been listening to Aetherius Radio Live. Aetherius Radio Live is your cosmic connection the third Tuesday of each month at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. You can connect with the Aetherius Society by visiting their website, aetherius.org. You can also visit aetherius.org for more information about the events that I mentioned previously in this show. You can connect with Richard Lawrence by visiting his website, richardlawrence.co.uk, and you can connect with Chrissy Blaze by visiting her website at chrissyblaze.com. We want to thank everyone for joining us today and for listening. Have a great day and have a wonderful rest of the month. Bye-bye.